let me tell you about a team I hate, all right? I know the Dallas Cowboys fan is here, so I had to make sure he knew how much I hate this Oh, team. I'm ready. I've often said that the people who run baseball, they try very hard to ruin it. I'm not Brooklyn. I don't have a problem saying it to his face. Oh, Brooklyn. Hey, isn't he? Seats, uh, Gene will not be here tonight, so you got me hosting. It is what it is. You know what you get when when you got me on <laughs> on the forefront. Uh, but no, you know we wanted to keep the show going. Uh, Gene could be here. He'll probably be here next week. Uh, Chase will we'll be on in a little bit. But I'm joined by Jory, who, as I kind of said in our chat at this point, is just a member of the show. So, yep. Jory, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. You know, I got a lot to talk about. Lost some of my patriots, so it's all good over over with me. Ah, uh, season to remember. Yep. Uh, Daniel, coach, what's going on? Key, what's going on? See you on the chat. Uh, but look, if if you are new to the show, uh, we do this as like a barbershop type of uh, debate. Kind of just throwing out topics out there, and we just debated. Not a lot of like game previews, nothing like that. So sit back and enjoy yourself. Also, in the comments, if you do have a topic you would like for us to discuss, if we have time at the end, we'll definitely do that. So you can let those find in the chat as well. Uh, he's shouting you out, she said. Oh, what's up? What's up? I can't see. Hold on. Hold on. I should have pulled it up. I got you. And then, coach, what's up? All right, so look, uh, before, well, until Chase gets in here, we'll kind of go with a couple of topics that we had. We'll start with mine. Mine's about the Buffalo Bills. Because I think something interesting is going on where they kind of went from the it team to not pretty quickly, even though Josh Allen is still young, Stephon Diggs is still seen as a really good wide receiver. You know, Buffalo's a tough place to play. The defense is still, I guess, highly regarded. Now, this year's a little different with a couple of injuries, but is it safe to say with Buffalo that their window opened and closed rather quickly, and they're kind of irrelevant at this point? I'll let you go ahead, Jory. Start us off with that one. I wouldn't call them irrelevant because they're kind of like on the edge of relevance because of Josh Allen and the potential that he holds. But we also know Josh Allen to be extremely reckless and be the cause of the main reason why they lose games. So it's like with the when it comes to this Bills team, it's like I feel like the writing is already on the wall. You already fired the offensive coordinator. 
Your defense isn't the same because of injuries. And you lose winnable games. And then if you pair that with there's been games this season where Stefan Diggs' behavior has just decided to bubble up. We all know that's a factor. And if, we're being, if I'm being completely honest, I don't even think he wants to be there. He's just faking it till he make it. So I'm like, this is a crossroads for this team. I wouldn't call – I feel like their window, if it hasn't closed already, is about this much, this open. It's not – if they don't do something worthwhile this year, it's just about time to blow it up. I'm not saying fire the head coach or whatnot. That's exactly what I'm saying, by the way. But yeah. it's time for something different, like a new voice, a new – culture, a new attitude. It it's ran its course. Okay, so I, I do realize like you when I said irrelevant, that was probably a little bit tough. So if I worded it that looking at, you know, the window that seemed to be wide open when they had that great playoff game against the Chiefs to where we are now, has Buffalo missed an opportunity or did we overrate them off of that Kansas City game? Maybe that's a better way to word it. Oh, they're definitely overrated. They've always been overrated. I'm like, I've never gotten a point when it comes to Buffalo. I'm like, okay. Josh Allen is a special talent who has a special talent for turning the football over. This team has a knack for either being a buzzsaw or losing. So they're just like in the boat of, for me, they're just in the boat with Miami and Dallas, front run. They beat the team that they should beat, and they struggle against good to elite teams. You saw that versus Philly. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I don't know what else needs to be done to help elevate this roster other than blow it up. Which I mean, look, if they miss the playoffs this year, then that's definitely got to be on the table. What's going on, Sajin? But, like, looking at it, because, like I said, that Chiefs game, I guess, to, to Bills fans, might be the height of this group. And coming out of that game, it seemed like a lot of the talk was about changing the overtime rules and everything like that. And it just seemed like from that point on, they slowly got worse and worse. Because I think they still haven't gotten that game off their mind. And now when I look at this team, especially this season, they're what? Six and six. You know, they're they're kind of back to a middle of the road type of team. Because look, during the Brady years, Buffalo was trash. Would have like a good year, then they'd fall off, they'd come back like three, four years later, fall off. But then Brady moved on, they won a couple of division championships. And then all of a sudden, it seemed like they felt like they had arrived. But what they failed to realize is what made Brady and the Kansas City, the Eagles, or teams like that memorable was they, they take those division titles and do something in the playoffs. And Buffalo's just come up short. You know, they've had a little success, but, you know, for Josh Allen to be seen as a guy who is like a future MVP, you know, cover of Madden, which usually means that you're a pretty popular player around the league. I think it cursed him. That's why he well, put on the I pick. mean, that is the thing the Madden cursed, but 
I mean, I guess technically they'll probably bring that up, especially looking at this year and how it's gone. That he just fell victim to the curse again. I guess eventually somebody's going to beat it. Obviously, it got to Josh Allen. But Coach says Buffalo's window's closed. It was closed when they lost to the Chiefs. And, I mean, I guess, like I'm saying, it was starting to close after that. that. Game and that's kind of when the door started closing instead of people thought, oh, that was them arriving and that was the door opening. Mm-mm. That was the it's door like closing. Because it's like you changed the rules for them. And they still can't can't get past the second round of the playoffs for whatever reason, whether it's Josh Allen being Josh Allen or coaching using Josh Allen as a wrecking ball and nothing else, or whatever reason they haven't gotten past the second round of the playoffs, second or third round of the playoffs. Well, second, yeah. Well, part, after that, part of it is they play in a cold weather city, but they don't play like a cold weather team because most you know cold weather teams, especially with an outdoor stadium. They, they kind of hang their hat on running the ball. Buffalo will run periodically, but a lot of their rushing attack was, like you said, comes from Josh Allen. We get it. He's a big quarterback. He can move. But you got, what, James Cook back there. Why not, you know, let him be your number one running back? You brought in Latavius Murray, who's a pretty good short yardage back. And take that kind of away from Josh Allen. Like, he's scrambling around, he wants to run, fine. But they have, like, design runs because they'll give it to Cook. One play, then you, like, forget about Cook for a quarter or two. And I, I think they need to kind of change the philosophy of their offense. Because mm-hmm. that's how well. you get quarterbacks killed. Yeah, and I feel like they're tempting fate because the one year, you know, some safety comes crashing into the box and goes low, not saying wishes or anything like that but with him being such a big target he's leaving himself open to that and if that does happen then you have to work you'd have to worry about him mentally and will he change his game but buffalo won't want to change their offense around him so and that's buffalo's fault because they knew what they were he was when he was drafted it was their job to finesse the offense the fact that he doesn't have to run like that they decided they wanted to lean completely on Josh Allen and he showed you if you lean completely on him it it may or may not go your way yeah and also it's like what Miami's offense is this year is what I think Buffalo's been trying to build for a couple of years now but their passing attack is just Diggs and what? Maybe you know, Gabe. Dawson Knox, is, Dawson Knox is, a, is a nice little tight end. They drafted Kincaid. We'll see how he develops. But yeah, Gabe Davis is probably a number three, number four wide receiver who in this offense has to be a number two. And then you still got Diggs who, with his personality and his attitude, it's kind of tough. With him to being your number one, and what effect that can have on the other wide receivers in the room. Pretty much, because he is—he's a, a flat-out diva, a brat. True. To say the I least. Mean, the position kind of breeds those type of guys, though. It's one thing to be a brat and a diva, but if you, you know, kill it in the playoffs and stuff, people will be fine with that. I mean, he had his moment. 
the Minneapolis miracle, I get it. That kind of launched him into another level. But if you look at it, he's he's a really good wide receiver. I don't know if you would call him like an all-time great or even a great wide receiver. And I I think that could be part of Buffalo's issue as well. The, the, the roster construction around Josh Allen leaves a little to be desired. A lot. I'm not going to fight you on that a lot. Little to be desired. Still leaves something to be desired. Um, let's see here. I was going to say something about some of the games they've had on their schedule, but... I mean, look, the, the opening day loss, the, the one to Aaron Rodgers list Jets team, I feel like that, that did a lot to the psyche of the team as well. They went on a three-game winning streak after that, but not really a lot of signature wins, especially against some pretty good teams this year. You know, they lost the Eagles going into the bye. That was mm-hmm. an opportunity for them to to kind of right the wrongs of early in the season, but they kind of fell apart at the end of that game. Let's see, they lost to Philly. They lost to Cincinnati in the it's... little rematch from the game last year. They didn't show up in that one as well. They're, they're one of the only the Patriots have two wins. One of them are against Buffalo. I mean, you got Josh Allen. You can't be losing, at least especially to this version of the Patriots. They managed exactly. to do that. And they lost to Jacksonville, who, if you look at the course of the season, Jacksonville's one of the top teams in the AFC. They didn't show up then either. I think Their they're overrated too. Well, well, Jacksonville, I mean, it's a lot of it being you know, the unknown with them after so many years of them being not good at all. You know, we don't want to necessarily overreact to last season and now this year. Kind of want to see a little bit more from them. So that's understandable to see them as overrated. But their best win for Buffalo is I guess Miami in week four. And the Dolphins defense wasn't really all of that then. Right. So Buffalo just hasn't been impressive. And it's a great fan base. Everybody loves Bill's Mafia. No, they don't. That's a lie. I mean, looking at fan bases around the league, Bill's Bill's Mafia is one of the more recognizable ones. Yeah. I like what they do when when it comes to charity. The rest of that stuff can go. I mean, it's... Look. They're crazy. The way a lot of people look at sports fans is... Like, the colder the weather, the more miserable the fan base. And when you're a miserable fan base, in terms of being out there freezing cold, watching this team, being disappointed time after time, you know, sometimes they get a little rowdy. I, I mean, I can appreciate that a little bit. You know, throwing the stuff on the field, some of the stuff they've thrown, a little weird, but that's their thing. <laughs> that's how they do it up in Buffalo. I mean, think about it. I think Gronk was from that area. Gronk's, Gronk's a wild guy. You should you see, we should have seen the writing on the wall with Gronk's behavior for Bill's Mafia. Uh, makes sense. Exactly. See, tell him. Now that after, after I said that, I hope he is from that area. I think he is, but, you know, someone in the chat will correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, all right. I mean, we can, we can go into yours. Because like I said, I just wanted to get mine out of the way. Ease into your topic, because I know yours will probably bring up a lot of Opinions in the chat as well, so 
My question is pretty much primarily due to all the crying and fake outrage about Florida State not getting into the playoffs. So my question would pretty much be like, what weight do you think strength of schedule should weigh in as far as playoff consideration? That's that's definitely tricky when it comes to college football because one – None of the schedules are the same. That's part of the problem with college football. And then trying to look at the end of the season, trying to compare opponents from different conferences, different situations, and then trying to figure out out of the two teams who's better. It's tough. You know, for the committee, it probably wasn't as tough a decision as I thought it was. But I understand where... You know, they were probably hitting their head against the wall trying to figure out what to do with the two teams. I think strength of schedule is... It can be biased towards certain conferences, which kind of, you know, makes the playing field a little bit unfair to certain schools, especially when you're only allowing four teams into a playoff. I guess it's something you have to look at. Because if... If I go 13-0 beating up on high school teams and you go 13-0 beating up NFL-level teams, obviously there's a disparaging uh, matter there in the two records that I'm beating up on lesser talent and you were fighting and clawing week in and week out against elevated talent. So obviously the team facing the better talent would look better. My only thing with the college football playoff that I think they did it to themselves with their own stupidity, which I guess if anybody knows anybody on the committee, you might want to clip this part. But it's just like they they killed Florida State for their quarterback getting injured. I have no problem with that. They do it in college basketball. They do that all the time. But they had him at number five. They win a game without the quarterback. They move him up to four. So at that point, you can't come back and tell us that, well, they're a different team without the quarterback. You rewarded them for winning a game without that quarterback. And then they go on, win an ACC title game that all these analysts are saying, look out, they're on upset alert because of the quarterback injury. They get it done, and then the committee goes, not good enough. That's my only problem. It's just the message that the committee sent to Florida State to only take it away from them at the end for seemingly no reason. Now, you and I who watch college football know what the reason was. The committee did not want to go to a playoff without the SEC being represented. You know, it's seen as the best conference in the country. Big Ten fans might argue that, but that's where I think Florida State definitely lost this and Unfortunately, TCU last year did Florida State in. The committee was not going to sit there, put Florida State in, have them get blown out in the first game, and everybody would just look at it and be like, oh, TCU 2.0. They would have sat there and said, Bama and Georgia would have done better. So the committee took Florida State out of the equation. That's the only thing I come with, just that they won't say that. They just kept saying Bama's better now, which they are. And that's the unfortunate part as well. Like for me saying that Florida State got robbed, it's almost like I'm trying to say Bama wasn't good enough. 
Bama absolutely deserved to be in the playoff. Once again, college football being the geniuses they are, when the two-team system didn't work, they told themselves, four will fix it. You have five power conferences. How can you only let four in? Never understood that. And now, thankfully, we're going to 12 next year. Thankfully. But it is what it is. I think strength of schedule does matter, but you can be objective with it when you're looking at it with two different teams. I'm not going to dispute anything that you said. But what I will say is they didn't have to schedule Chihuahua University in North Alabama. They didn't have to do that. And the crying about Florida State is undefeated. Yeah, I get it. But you don't, they're not keeping the same energy because if you look at the four teams in the playoffs, Michigan, Washington, Bama, Texas. Where's this energy for Texas? Why aren't they crying to Texas about why they got in and and they have a loss? It's I, I think Texas. I mean, look, Texas beat Alabama, so Florida State is like, I think Florida State's okay with it. I've heard some people bring that up, though, that everybody's focusing on Bama, but they're wondering how did Texas jump Florida State as well. I kind of thought between Texas and, uh, I guess, Bama, that was the fight over the number four spot. Clearly not, because they, they comfortably put Texas in at three, and then four became Bama versus Florida State. So, yeah, I, I think Texas got it because Bama won the SEC title. So they looked at Texas and said, hey, you know, we didn't think much about the win back then because Saban was doing musical chairs with the quarterback. We didn't know if they are going to figure out the quarterback position and have a good year, but they turned it around. So now that win looks so much better for Texas in the end, especially with them winning the Big 12 title as well. So that's why they jumped him. I was kind of okay with that. Here come Dante and his Longhorns. Um, And another, like... I give him credit. The Longhorns, they're they're a good team. Longhorns down. (laughs) My thing about it, and it's like, Georgia was number one. We beat them. Of course we're going to be number four. One, they weren't going to leave the SEC up out of there. I think half the country would have rioted if they would have left the SEC out. That's a problem. And then another argument that I've been hearing that's been getting on my nerve is the South Florida argument. Like, Florida State fans, anybody who's on Florida State side about all this crying and complaining and moaning and carrying on. South Florida literally had a better record than half the teams that they played. If we're being completely about half the teams. I'm out so it's like, South Florida, so I was just pulling them up real quick. It's like us being struggling against South Florida when they haven't looked good. They Florida State plenty of times this season has looked on the verge of being toppled. And all my team did after that is get better, better. And better. So, of course, and it's not just the strength of schedule that people are looking at. It's the eye test. Do you really think that Florida State has a chance to beat Michigan? 
I kind of hate that argument, but I see what you're saying. Or Texas. And if you want to throw Washington in there, I think that might be a good slugfest. But still, the three of the three of the teams that are in the college football playoff, if you put Florida State against them, they're getting drugged from end zone to shining end zone. So it was like, I don't understand why they're crying. But yes, strength of schedule should be just as important as it is now. Contrary to popular to the crying belief that is not it shouldn't be important, but it should be just as important now as it is later on in the season. It's as well as the eye test, as well as the championships, etc. What's going on, Marcus? Appreciate the love. Uh, all right, so coach said something I want to go back to. Uh, State, well, it kind of said what you were saying. Florida State did not look good against Florida. They did not look good against Louisville. And Florida State would get killed right now by Michigan with that third uh, string quarterback. Look, I get it, you know, the whole quarterback situation, but I believe it was like 2014, 2015, Ohio State won the national title with their backup quarterback. Not saying Florida State would have done that. I agree. Florida State probably loses to Michigan. I get it. But I, I I still don't think that should be the purpose of the playoff because when we look at college basketball, they they'll, they'll put in a Mercer against Duke. Most people look at that matchup and say Mercer's going to get killed. But every once in a while, Mercer bulks up that day, takes down Duke, and college basketball goes crazy. When it comes to college football, People hate upsets. I hate them. I don't get that with college football. And uh, that's the worry with the 12-team playoff. A lot of traditionalists are going to hate it because they'll think, oh, you're letting in too many teams and you're just, just going to mess with the product. To let you know, college football fans, the product is a little bit broken as is anyway. Because as I said, five power conferences, four playoff spots, most years, two of those spots go to one conference. So what's the point of being in a Power Five? And then look what's happened. Everybody bolted the Pac-12 because they rarely get respect in terms of the playoff. Washington luckily got in this year. You have Texas and Oklahoma leaving the Big 12 to join the SEC. Wonder why? Because SEC's getting all the favoritism. Why wouldn't they want to jump over there? Like I said, it took the Big Ten forever to even get close to the SEC level. Big Ten used to get played as well. So, you know, they'll sit there and look around and say, oh, all this transfers and all the I mean, transfer portal blowing up because of that as well. But all the transfers, all the realignment makes no sense. This system is the whole sole purpose for all of that. And I, I, like I said, I don't get it. Because if Florida State got in and knocked off Michigan, would that not make the playoff a little bit interesting? Not saying it's not interesting at all, but it would have been interesting to see a team that got in. A lot of people doubted them. On any given day, you could win. But this kind of ruling let it know that. They don't that want 65 to 7 to happen again. They do not want 65 to 7 to happen again. But that's the risk you 
I mean, who's to say? Yes, I don't know. Like, okay, so who's to say? Like, Texas doesn't beat Washington sixty-five to seven. So if that happens, then, then what do we say? Would we oh, say well. Washington didn't deserve to be in? No, because they played well all year. Texas has also been playing pretty solid the last half of the season. So I'm not, it's yeah. like if they were to get skull drugged by that Texas team, it's like I'm looking at it as like, okay, you ran into a bus off. Let's see. So I got Adam in here. Lakers are healthy now. Look, all right. All right. You know you love your Lakers. Who says Georgia should have got in? They're the best team in college football. You a lie. A lie. Stephen A. was posed this question last week by Mad Dog, where he asked him if Bama beat Georgia, Washington beat Oregon, uh, Florida State beat Louisville, what would you do with the fourth spot? And Stephen A. said, Georgia just won back-to-back national titles. You have to give it to them because they've been the best team. But that's what I'm saying. There's so many different narratives that are out there. That's so messed football. up. I thought so as well. Because if you because... look at how Georgia's played all season, they've been they've come out flat all year. They've almost been beaten a few times. They're not the same. The talent pool from those last two championships they've had and this year is not the same. So you can't just sit here and say they should be in the playoffs because they won two national back-to-back championships. That sounds stupid. Now, when it will come up again is if John's scenario happens. Because John says UJ's going to show the world when they beat Florida State, he puts 66-7. If that happens, a lot of Georgia fans will say it should be in the playoff. I also don't think that's going to be some kind of indictment on Florida State because imagine going from celebrating an ACC title, thinking you're going to the playoff, and you get told no, and now you have to face Georgia. They may come out flat. I'm not going to sit there and say that that justifies them not being in, even though that's kind of what's going around a lot as well. Uh, John said, look at Georgia's schedule compared to Bama. He can't do that. But I will say, because you talked about Florida State playing, what, North Alabama, Adam, Alabama also beat LSU, Ole Miss, and Georgia. So that best loss and them three top 25 wins, they outweigh each other. No matter what we struggle with South Florida. Also struggled with uh, Auburn. Auburn wasn't good this year. It, it That's a rivalry game. You could chalk that up to the game. Auburn always play us like it's a Super Bowl. <clears throat> always. And, you know, Florida State... Blame Auburn for this because their stupid defense on fourth and 30 to end the game is why we're in the situation. So, you know what? That's no, because Auburn fans are crying about Auburn fans are on Florida State side. So, let them stay on one side together and be miserable no, and insufferable. Florida together. State, I don't want to hear nothing from you, Auburn, because you did this. Fourth and 30, and you can't guard the, the goal line. And the, and the defender looked like he was completely lost. I don't know how that happens on a fourth. He got third. beat. Makes no sense. Uh, but yeah, so all right, so Alabama schedule. They have a couple of cupcakes on there, but we understand you're not going to schedule 13 tough games because it's it's just not going to happen. 
Uh, Seattle didn't start with Middle Tennessee. That's first game of the year. Who cares? Lose to Texas, then they get the South Florida game. Okay, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, eh. A&M, they got their own problems. Yeah. Arkansas, Tennessee, LSU, even though. Tennessee was ranked when we well. played them. Who? I think Tennessee was ranked when we played Yeah, them. Tennessee was uh, 17th. See? Then LSU, then Kentucky, then Chattanooga, which, whatever. Auburn, Georgia. It was in Georgia. It was in Atlanta, Georgia. It was Bryant Denny East, like I like to call it. It was in Georgia. You can't say that. Take that game to Georgia, who wins? It was here. It was downtown. Yeah. I mean, with the two fan bases, it's, yeah. It, I mean, it's equal for both of them. Alabama fans love coming to Atlanta as well, but that's what you're saying. I, mean, I guess Adam's saying take it to Athens. Maybe it's a little different. We beat Georgia in Athens, too. That that's Georgia is pretty much Alabama East. Uh, that's got me there. All right, so what do you want to talk about? Oh, Georgia versus Bama schedule. All right, so Georgia's schedule. Like you said, Georgia struggled with a lot of teams they probably shouldn't have. Um, let's see. Missouri, Tennessee. I mean, we know about the SEC East. It's, it is weak. Terribly weak. All right, so Georgia had Tennessee Martin, Ball State, South Carolina, UAB, Auburn, uh, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Florida, Missouri, Ole Miss, Tennessee. That's probably their best stretch. Then Georgia Tech, and then the lost Alabama. Auburn had a chance to beat Georgia, too. So See, Auburn just blew this both ways. Auburn plays us hard. Auburn plays Georgia hard. They play everybody else like they don't care. Yeah. That's, that's kind of wild. Uh, let's see. Where do they – I mean, Georgia struggled with Missouri. I think Missouri was up in that game at the half. Yep. They struggled with Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech is not that good. So, uh. I mean, it is, I guess it is tough for a Georgia fan. Win back-to-back, you have one loss the third year, you're not in the playoffs. They'll be all right. But just they will be all right. Situations just allowed that, though. I you do not Washington like Washington was going to run the table. Nobody. Michigan. You know, They've had some suspension from Harbaugh could have killed them. They kept winning. It is what it is. That's a 14s best team. They didn't want a three-peat to happen. No, Georgia didn't want a three-peat to happen. Clearly. (laughs) All right, so Adam and John put in the chat, how would you have done the four? Put one through four. So even with the the way that they had the four teams, Jory, you agree with it? Michigan one, Washington two, Texas three, Bama four. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I know I'd catch flack if I said I'd put Bama at one. So we're not even going to touch that subject. Because <laughs> right. if I think, the way I think is if you beat number one, then what does that make you? Not number two. 
and damn sure not four. But it is what it is. I like it just the way it is. So John agrees, Michigan, Washington, Washington, Texas, Bama, just like that. I mean, Marcus and Coach, if you're still in here, you can do the same. But like I said, 12-team playoff, I'm here for it. Because I looked up the bracket, what it would have been, and it would have been so many interesting matchups. It would have been so much fun. And here's the thing, though. Florida State and the ACC, they only got themselves to blame for this because it was supposed to go into effect for this year, the 12-team playoff. But guess which conference voted no? The ACC. I, yeah, I, I know all about the ACC. They're, they have themselves to blame for this crap. True. Yeah. But also, you know, kind of also how the committee looks at the ACC. They view the ACC as Clemson and nobody else. The Clemson is Clemson was trash this year, made the ACC look so much worse. And that kind of came back to bite Florida State as well. Dabo going to start to use that transfer portal. He's going to learn his lesson. <laughs> well, I mean, three quarters of college football is entering it, so uh, he might He better well. use it. Uh, see, Washington had a bunch of close games this year. Look, Washington, the last three or four games, especially have been Washington extremely State close. Games, they probably should have lost to Washington State. Luckily, Washington State isn't that great either, but – I mean that that is kind of the tough part with college football, like week in and week week out. With that pressure, trying to win, sometimes it gets you and sometimes you skate by like I guess Florida State has done, Washington late in the year, Georgia as well. Um so Adam put Michigan, Texas, Washington, Bama. So he would have had Texas at two and Washington at three. I mean, I see that. But they're still playing each other at that point, so it doesn't matter which way you put it. I like the format because Washington and Texas both leaving their conferences this year. Good storyline for both teams. Oklahoma better learn how to play some defense if they come into the SEC with that. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't worry about Texas necessarily. I don't worry about Texas. Yeah. I mean, A&M... They That's why they really fired their coach. Killed it in the SEC either. That's why they fired their coach. Chase is coming a little bit later, so um, I mean, anything else with college football? You want to talk? No, about? but I did want to speak on fans who like to say things that um they don't necessarily believe. Okay, go ahead. For attention. And to rile people up. And we know exactly who I'm talking about. Yes. Like, it's one thing to say outlandish stuff and stand on it. It's another thing to say outlandish stuff and backtrack. Or move the goalpost. Stand on business and mean it. Quit saying that Philly is a bad sports city when your team has been getting drugged from end zone to end zone all year because of one game. Well, look, kind of the current sports landscape does lend itself to a little bit of that because there's a lot of people on YouTube, on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, 
that just love trolling people because it gets attention, gets some likes. I'm looking at TV. Some people say Skip is one of the greatest trolls ever on TV. He thoroughly believes and he's one of the more popular guys on TV. He believes the stuff he be- he says, though. I, I believe that as well. He he really does. But it's almost like the more outlandish thing you say, the more you gain from it. So that's where a lot of people try to. But if you're gonna say path. that, stand on it. If someone prove you wrong, find something else to stand on. Don't backtrack. If you're going to be loud and wrong, if you're going to be a loud troll like that, you can be loud and wrong and admit it and stand on it instead of backtracking. Uh, let's see. What if the Super Bowl comes out to be the colors to match those teams again? This year looks like Ravens versus Niners. Those colors have been right in the last three years. Eh, Ravens, Niners. I don't think I'm it happens, not watching but... it. I will. I will root for the Niners. Period. I probably would too. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I kind of hope we don't get that. Me so too. One of the narratives I built up about Baltimore, if they made the Super Bowl, I might have to backtrack on something. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like the not all of them. at all. Of them. No, I'm going to still stand on business. I said what I said. There's that. I don't like Baltimore. Adam, Adam put Niners, Dolphins. I don't see Adam, the North, Dolphins going on. closer to Niners, Ravens, and Niners, Dolphins. Because the Dolphins front run. Every time they try to beat somebody with an above 500 record, what do they do? Fail and flip a flop around and act like they don't know how to play football. They don't know how to play protect Tua. Against quality teams. This could be the year for that, though. Because the Bengals are out because Burrow's gone. The Bills stink. Kansas City has some serious issues. So we're probably going to get a team like a Baltimore that slips through or Miami or Jacksonville. Who knows? I die before I see a Jacksonville in the Super Bowl. I will die. I promise you. This y'all won't hear from me for a week. For y'all won't hear from me year. for a week. I mean, for all we know, Houston, the upstart team in Houston, you definitely could won't navigate the AFC and get there. Mm-hmm. It won't Pittsburgh. be the Panthers because they're already eliminated. <laughs> The AFC, I, I just, I don't know. I'm so confused by the AFC right now. Let me get to John real quick. So what John happened was. John loves bringing this up, I'll say. He uh, loves to bring this up. He <laughs> loves to troll me and antagonizing me about my Titans. Listen here. So I, lo- I lose my running back due to a concussion. He's not concussed. He's fine. But I am down to defensive tackle and my poor punter. Is done for the season. Give me a break. I am reeling right now. Because that is a game we really should have won. But because of special teams miscues, how do you get two blocked punts back to back? And they used, they used the Patriots play. I thought and once you, the Patriots did it, teams would know about it. Like, how do you get... And how, 
What's up, Pavel? It is what it is. My team is a bad team this year. It my team is not a one year fix. And any Titans fan with some common sense, which there are very few of them out there, would know that. He said he had to. I know. I I just gave you a little brief reaction. The Dolphins have two stellar running backs at that. But what happens when they don't run the ball? My only hang up with the Dolphins is cold weather cities against a good team. Will their offense look different? And if if they don't have just that free flowing Tyreek Hill running running wide down the middle of the field or or up the seam. Will Tua be okay if he has to hold the ball a little bit longer with some of the hits he's taken already? Will that change his approach? I'm not saying the Dolphins are a bad team because I picked them to win the AFCs before the season. I'm just in wait-and-see mode with the Dolphins. I wouldn't be surprised if they made it, but I don't know if I would. What if they don't run the football well? That has a thing to do with it, too. That would be a worry, yeah. That's what Another team that I've been hearing a lot about, being that I live in we live in Georgia, mm-hmm. the Falcons. You already know how that works, though. Atlanta fans. I don't know how many times I got to tell Falcons fans that Ritter stinks. He stinks. He's very inconsistent, and Arthur Smith is just now figuring out that if you get Bijan and all of those weapons. The ball in their hands, you'll win a game. And I'll just the refs in the Jets game cheated and ran out of a touchdown. I will say that. But Ritter is trash. The defense is hurt because of Grady, but they're still playing very well. And as long as Ritter is on that team, the Falcons will be going nowhere. They will be backing into a playoff spot to get blown to, to get their doors blown off. That's the point. For Falcons fans, they're still in it. So why not think crazy? Just delusion. Like if, they, if they got eliminated, I guarantee a lot of those Falcons fans will, will turn on Ritter. I, I would hope they've seen enough to know who Ritter actually is. I've given Ritter a chance. I defended yeah. Ritter last year, last season, the saying I needed to see more. And yeah. then he started thinking it up this year. I'm like, all right, you're trash. Done with you. Know you. All that is Brock Purdy. Yep. It's Brock Purdy's that's, fault. That, that's that's what it is. I, I would take Brock Purdy over Desmond Ritter. So. Oh yeah. But, but but Brock Purdy's success has given guys like Desmond Ritter more chances than than they probably should. And I know that for the 49ers are a buzzsaw right now, mm-hmm. and that's. Pretty regular with Kyle Shanahan coach teams. Watch for the playoffs. Kyle is going to get, Mr. Shanahan is going to get above his head like he always do. And it's not going to, I don't think it's going to turn out right, but it could. Just Shanahan has that, he did it with Atlanta. All he had to do was take that ball out of Matt Ryan's hands. The city of Atlanta would have had a Super Bowl. Well, look, I, no, I but mean, he wanted to make Matt Ryan game, look like. But watching that game, that game was all about with the first half and them embarrassing New England. 
they wanted to embarrass New England because they knew if they had done that, it, it would have put Atlanta on the map. Because the that famous sound from the sideline when it was Mohamed Sanu and oh, what's the other wide receiver? I can't remember, but they were talking about it and they were basically celebrating. And I think Mohamed Sanu was like, but they got Brady though. And from that moment, those two were talking, Brady went on his little hot streak, a couple of plays in there were a little bit crazy, the Edelman catch, which I still can't believe how he got it, but yeah, that that's when everything turned. They made Arthur Blank come down from his booth, he was ready to celebrate, and then he had to sit there and watch them lose in overtime. This is why they, we know people in Atlanta don't know how to act for nothing from that Super Bowl, with nothing. Kerm, what's going on? As a Cowboys fan, I'm still scared of this Niners team. You should be scared of them. You should be until the playoffs, and then that's when Kyle will show his hand. Yeah, but even for Shanahan in the playoffs, I think the only team that they're really worried about is Philly. Because Philly's in their head. And they just drove them. They played this, this past game. They played that like a team, you know, circled it on the schedule after they lost in the playoffs and they came out and played that way and the Eagles played it as alright you got us today but we'll see you again in the playoffs Cowboys fans you should be scared of everybody because of their recent success in the playoffs but that's neither here nor there um, Dallas need the Cowboys fans need to be nervous because we're in the month of December that's enough to be nervous about because if we're Going on about the last 22 years that I've been on this earth, second round or no playoffs at all come December. Mm-hmm. And listen to Ryan Clark. I was listening to him before we came on here. And he called the Niners unbeatable. It's pretty high praise. Well, he said they're now, unbeatable when they have all their pieces. Because they're the yeah. three game losing streak. They didn't have Trent Williams, they didn't have Debo Sammy. I get that. It's kind of wild to call them unbeatable right now. When they got beaten three times. It, that's just nuance. But, like, watch when you start. when Like, what, once people start hyping up a certain team, I feel like they're just destined to do something stupid. <laughs> like, the way people are hyping up these 49ers right now, mm-hmm. I'm like, the way people are hyping up Dallas and the 49ers right now, I'm like, it's bound to happen. John More likely with... say unbeatable. I can see them slip up against Gold having Green Bay in the playoffs. Shout out to Green Bay. A lot of people jumped off that bandwagon after the early start. Jordan Love's turned it around. They just got a big win against Kansas City. It's kind of crazy to say, but the Packers might be a playoff team. And to imagine the Jets did all that to get Aaron Rodgers, and look where they ended up. So a dumpster point, fire. Jordan loves better than Aaron Rodgers right now. You've been waiting to say that, haven't you? Oh, you have no idea how long I've been waiting to say that. <laughs> you have been but waiting to say that. I have sat here year after year, seeing them make every excuse for Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, but I've always said a lot of that was him. So, remember, Matt LaFleur couldn't coach because of Aaron Rodgers. So, what's LaFleur doing now that they're in a position to be a playoff team with Jordan Love, who we were told is not an NFL starting quarterback? You're 
One guy from the equation, and now they look better. It had to be the guy they removed. That's all. As far as the Jets are concerned, I know you hate the Jets, so I think you will like where I'm going with this. Um, I think they've ruined Zach Wilson, and I'm not blaming him for not wanting to play. If you're gonna play musical quarterback and keep benching me and then starting me and then demoting me to third string, pretty much not even on the team. I'm not suiting up for you ever again. Cause quit playing with my emotions like that. Like quit playing with me. I, mean, I completely glad, understand. Zach Wilson better be glad he's not in the Patriots organization. Oh yeah. And they would have been broke him. I like they did Max. I think what broke Zach Wilson was the comparisons to Patrick Mahomes were never deserved. He was at BYU. Who was a comparing couple him of to... decent plays? At, huh? Who was comparing him to Mahomes? College football analysts were saying that Zach Off Wilson of a throw? had Mahomes-like ability. Off of a throw. A few throws. Yeah. Because where did them few throws get BYU? Absolutely nowhere. I'm just saying that was, that was the beginning of the end for Zach Wilson. When that name came out of that person's mouth and said Mahomes, you knew Zach Wilson was never going to live up. Which is a good segue to Sajan's question: Is Mahomes boy overrated? No. I, I now that's a good question, considering what they look like right now. What he looks like right now with nothing. Mm-hmm. Like his wide receiver room is a bunch of drops and goes. Other than Travis Kelsey, but he's a tight end. And the reason why Kelsey hasn't been playing very Kelsey-ish is because the offensive line is questionable. Both tackles are questionable and he has to block more, which completely derails this Kansas City offense. I don't think it's Patrick Mahomes per se. I'm thinking it's the offense. Because I've seen what Patrick Mahomes can do. But as far as long as you're making Kelsey the workhorse and not developing your receivers, this is going to happen. When it comes down to when you need somebody to make a catch or get some separation or know the repertoire or whatever of Patrick Mahomes, they don't know it. And they get scared, they get clammed up at their hands, they start dropping stuff, fumbling, and all this other extra stuff. Don't bring up Taylor Swift. That's another rant that's just waiting to happen. But still, I wouldn't say that it's Mahomes is all the way his fault, but he does have his culpability. He's throwing more interceptions than Russell Wilson. Wilson's supposed to be washed. Yep. I, I kind of skipped over this with John. Jefferson says Aaron Rodgers didn't want to listen to the head coach. Jordan Love's actually sitting back, trusting the process, and listening to his head coach. That's one of the reasons why I was saying yeah. he had to get rid of Rodgers because if Rodgers stayed there, LaFleur was going to be gone pretty soon after. And LaFleur's a good coach. I know what LaFleur did over here in Tennessee. I'm in, I'm in Georgia, but I'm a Titans fan. But, like, I know what he did in Tennessee, which got him that Green Bay job. Mm-hmm. So it's not like uh, he's a bad coach. He just had right. a rotten apple and a spoiled rat of a quarterback. Yep. I 
and the man was starting to leave the go host Jeopardy like every offseason. I would have just took him. Like, how how are you supposed to coach coach that? I, they they gave him too much power in Green Bay. I'm like the second he would have said Bay, I'm gonna leave and host. The second he would have said. I'm going to leave and host Jeopardy. I'm like, don't let that door hit you on the way out. Because I've been trying to do this. For... I'm like, bye. I agree with that. Uh, I guess the answer side to this question is my homeboy overrated. No. So it kind of depends how you view him. I think the crowning him as a goat, that was a little premature. So I think because of that, that's where the question is now coming up. Is he overrated? Is Mahomes a great quarterback? Yes, but is he a goat level quarterback? No, because it's crazy to say that this early into his career. Now, what I think Mahomes is going through right now, Brady went through it with New England. Now, the difference was a couple of those years, Brady got them to a Super Bowl and won. Like, he won Super Bowls with, you know, I can't remember, forget his name, but. Troy Brown, David Patton, uh, Dion Branch. A whole bunch left. of people who work at Walmart yeah. right now. And remember, Wes Walker was just a punt returner. He was a no-name at that point. When they brought him in, and he turned that around. Julian Edelman was a quarterback at Kent State and became a wide receiver. So Mahomes is kind of going through that now because, like I said, Brady's biggest target towards the end. It was Gronk and putting some random guys together and hoping hoping they could make it through the season. So I think the way Mahomes kind of comes out of this will probably dictate whether or not he's overrated or not. But I, I think, I don't know. If you want to say he's overrated, if you had a an argument as to him being overrated because he's not a GOAT, then fine. But overrated, like he's not a great player. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not there. Uh, Gene, what's going on, Gene? Checking in. What's going on? Uh, John says, "I'll say I don't see Mahomes getting more than two more Super Bowls." Me either, because the league is starting to catch up to the Kansas City and all of that. They can't play ring around the rosy as a play anymore. That was well, funny though. So if you're gonna say he's not gonna win two more Super Bowls. I said I don't disagree with that, that I disagree with that or anything. So who's the team that I guess kind of takes over the AFC? It'll be a door. I have Probably a feeling it'll be a revolving door until somebody takes the the reins. I need a certain team in Nashville to listen to me when I say somebody takes the reins, please, and finish what twenty twenty one. Started because after 2021, my team went to hell because of John Robinson. But that's another rant for another day. Well, that's gonna that's gonna help Kansas City. The fact that no team is really ready to take over. Oh, that? But they are beautiful. But yes. What up, y'all? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm calling in on my on my phone this week. Sorry, guys. I couldn't be on the show earlier i'm on, on a road trip right now for work but uh i, I heard y'all talking about Mahomes being overrated i had to call in that's crazy right someone's really asking that question if Mahomes is overrated he's playing with donald duck daffy duck 
and uh, <coughs> you are the jocks at the wide receiver position, and we're calling them overrated. Is that a real thing? That's a real question. Uh, I mean, look, yeah. like I said, I don't think any of us would ever say overrated, but I was just saying, like, the whole GOAT conversation, I think, has led people to actually start asking that question because it was put on him way too prematurely. I will say this, though. It is a little early to be calling this man the GOAT. Yeah. Um, he's not the greatest of all time winning two Super Bowls. Can't be the greatest of all time winning two Super Bowls. Now, look, I could hear an argument if you want to say he's the greatest of all time if he wins four or five and keeps statistically putting up what he's doing. Like, I don't think Super Bowls is the end-all, be-all. Mm-hmm. However, you can't say someone's the GOAT with two MVPs and two Super Bowls. That's just not what that is. Like, that's Peyton Manning, and that's half of Peyton's career. Like, I I don't know. That's just not – that's not it. Like, are we forgetting what Thomas Patrick Brady did through his entire career? Are we forgetting that? We're forgetting the dominance that that man had? That's I wild. can't because I, I came in the world the year he was drafted. I lived that entire 20-something year reign of Tom Brady's foolishness. But it's kind of par for the course because all through Brady's career, they kept wanting to elevate a quarterback to be better than him. They went through Phillip Rivers. Manning, it was Drew Brees, it was Big Ben. It was always something like Aaron Rodgers. They they never could let Brady just be the GOAT. Because then once he passed those guys, it was, oh, you still have Montana, you got Marino, you got Elway. And it's just people, like, just, just let the man be. People Yo, don't like gone. giving credit until it's after. And now you see He's where right. the Patriots are, and it's like, oh, now it's all Tom Brady. He's a six-round pick. That's why. You, you saw his combine tape. That guy looked like he should have played two years in the league. <laughs> Tops. What's crazy to me is how the NFL is running with the same exact story 25 years later. Now you have Brock Purdy, MVP candidate, last pick of the draft. Mm-hmm. Could win a Super Bowl in a second year in the NFL. Yeah. And also the the... Mahomes stuff, that's like something the Cowboys are doing. Like, imagine if Dak got them to a Super Bowl and won it this year. Oh, my Cowboys God. I was to say he's the GOAT. Like, we can't do that. Can't have these conversations like that. Let Mahomes play out his career, and then we'll find out who he is. If that happened, do you know how insufferable Cowgirl fans would they be? Will be? They will be the worst fan base. The worst. If, if you don't I... think they are now, they'll – let you know that they're the worst fan base. Yes. Listen, it's extremely um, pleasing to me to know that I've I've basically went my whole entire adult life never seeing the Cowboys win anything. <laughs> me too. Like, they haven't won anything since I was 11 and a half years old. I'm 38. Mm-hmm. They haven't won anything since 1996, 97. I wasn't born then, so. Y'all mind catching me up on some of the questions y'all asked earlier? Uh, we talked uh, about, well, Jory's, I mean, you go over yours, Jory. Mine was definitely about the um, strength of the weight of strength of the schedule in college football playoffs because I'm tired of Florida State people crying. Well, you can't be tired of Florida State people crying because the committee did two things wrong here, right? So what, let me ask you a question, Jory. 
do you think it should be the best four teams or do you think it should be the most four deserving teams? It's the best four teams is which one they have. But, it, but it's not the best four teams. If it was the best four teams, are you going to sit here with a straight face and tell me Georgia's not one of the best four teams in the country? No, A team yes. that lost the three points by Alabama and hasn't lost in 29 straight all games. Year. They've come they out flat all, all year. They beat Ole Miss 52 you can't to 13. Tell me that the talent <laughs> drop isn't apparent, and they're not one of the, they're not one of the top four. I test. They're not one of the top four. They. So you're saying I test that George is not one of the top four teams? You think there's a drop, and you yes. guys only beat them by three points? That's their only loss of the season. You guys only beat them by three points, and you think there's a huge drop off from Alabama to Georgia? Considering Alabama's going to stop a muddle. Considering the past two seasons, yeah, there's a drop off. But there's a drop off from the past two like national Georgia championship State seasons. Number one, Georgia State number one because they were undefeated, not because of how they were playing throughout the season. All right, if so they what's had the best a, conference in football, Jory? Not it's not the SEC right now. It's definitely you don't think the, the big, SEC is the, the best conference league. in football. Not right now, but historically, yes. Okay, so they were undefeated in the best conference in football the entire year, and the only game they lost was the SEC championship game to Alabama, who's in the playoffs by three points. And you don't think they're a top-four team in the country? You don't think if they played Texas on a neutral field or Washington on a neutral field, they would stop a mud hole in them? They probably could, but at the same time, they're not in there, so what's the point? Well, the point I'm trying to make is the committee did – didn't pick the best four teams, and they didn't pick the most four deserving teams. So I don't know what they did, right? So, so how did Alabama best... not deserve that four spot when you beat the number one team, when you, even though Texas is Texas, but when you continue to get better as the season go on? Like sure, you're taking it as is. an Alabama thing. I think Alabama deserved to be in the four spot. I don't. I think Texas would have been the team I would have left out. If I'm being completely honest, there was three undefeated conference champions. Or, sorry. There was two undefeated conference cha- There's three. I'm sorry. Three undefeated conference championships. They are automatic ends. And then I have to make my decision between Alabama, Georgia, and Texas. Now, Texas beat Alabama. Alabama beat Georgia. And Georgia beat everyone else. So, I would have I made the argument that Texas – or that Alabama had a better loss and a better win than the other two teams that they were fighting for. And I would have said three conference champions, you deserve to be in. That's Florida State. They won every game. They were 13-0, and and they, they went and played LSU in a neutral site and beat the snot out of them. You had and- Washington, who was an undefeated conference champion, who beat the snot or beat Oregon twice. Oregon yeah. State, who was who – was, uh, who was ranked, Washington State, who was ranked, USC, who was ranked. There was a lot of ranked wins they had when they played them. And then you got to look at Alabama, who outside of the slip up to Texas in week two, they've gotten better every week of the season. And it's impossible not to let the SEC champion. And then with Florida State, like the strength of schedule, that's my thing about it is like, I feel like Florida State didn't get in because of the strength of schedule and because they lost their quarterback. Like, Florida State beat LSU. I get it. But how many more teams that they beat were ranked? Louisville. 
They beat them. They were ranked. They beat Duke, who was ranked. They beat North Carolina, who was ranked. I mean, Florida State did everything they were supposed to do. Now, if you want to say the four best teams in the country should have been in, I'd have been okay with that. And I would have said it should be Georgia, Bama, Michigan, and um, Georgia, Bama, Michigan, and Texas. That would have been my four. If you want the best four teams in the country. I think Texas is better than Washington. They'll win that football game. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want the four most deserving teams in the country, it had been the three conference champion winners, and it would have been Alabama. Yeah. Right. I just don't – they didn't do either one. They didn't do either one. They didn't pick a comp. They didn't pick the most deserving teams, and they didn't pick the best teams. So That's a good point. This is why I can't wait for the 12 team face. I've been waiting for that for, for several years, but um, that's Florida State fault too. Like I said earlier, why the is that Florida State fault? Because ACC it was supposed it to start this first. year. They voted it no. It was supposed to start this year. The oh, Florida State voted no. The ACC voted no. Not Florida State's fault. They have their conference to blame. That's on them too. I mean, I don't think they have their conference to blame. I think the CFP completely screwed this thing up. And the, the precedent, the precedent that they set is that your conference doesn't matter. Outside, that's of the what SEC they said. Big Ten. That's well, I mean, SEC and Big Ten are basically super conferences now. Yeah, that's they are. Why? This, this is why. Every other school feels like if we're not in those two conferences, we're not going to get a fair shake from the committee. That's why Texas left. Says, Florida State Florida shouldn't State, be in a place. Because of strength of schedule, uh, why is Michigan in it when they didn't play anybody other than Penn State and Ohio State? I'm trying to figure You're out You're exactly Michigan right. But, hey. Damien's exactly right. Teeter, teeter, pumpkin eaters. Don't need to be in the playoff, but whatever. But, because uh, I can't try to think of what the other metric was, but I think it was like strength of record. Strength of record, strength of strength of record, strength of schedule. Yep. So, well, third in the country means they basically went undefeated. That's all that means. Strength of record is they're the only team, three teams that were undefeated, and they were the third of those three teams. And why is Michigan's athletic director a part of the goddamn committee? That's not. Well, there's a lot. There's a lot of ads that are part of the committee. There's a lot of that in yeah. It's not like I don't think that's fair. Period to have an athletic director in a uh, playoff committee, but that's neither here nor there. Well, I think I think technically the way they work around that is he wouldn't be the one making the argument for Michigan if he has ties to Michigan. I think that's how they do it. I, I'd have to look that up, but Anthony says didn't Georgia have a cupcake schedule? They play Ole Miss and they play Mizzou. East as a cupcake. They play Ole Miss, Mizzou, and Tennessee. Ole Miss was nine, Mizzou was eleven. What's cupcake about that? What's different from that schedule? Kentucky, Florida. Yeah, we we went over that schedule like earlier, and that three game stretch that Georgia had. I mean, that's about as tough as it as it got for any team, and they got through it. They lost by three. They lost by three points to the SEC champion, Alabama, 
who's loaded with five-star kids on both sides of the ball. I don't – you can't tell me they're not a top-four team in the country. I, and, and guess what? You know what the college football committee did? And if I was Florida State, I wouldn't even play in this game. They lined Florida State up against Georgia so they can prove their point of how Florida State's exactly. not one of the best four teams in the country. That's exactly what they did. That's Georgia's exactly going to stop a mud hole. Set them up for failure. Georgia's going to stop a mud hole in that team. I feel bad for Florida State. I don't. For all that now, crying they've been doing. Well, the truth is they should be crying. They were undefeated conference champion. Could you imagine going undefeated in your senior year of college and not being able to play in the CFP? Because of a, I mean, a bunch of dudes in a room that made. Yeah, and oh, they made Jordan Davis people. have to put out an apology time of, oh, I wish I'd broken my leg earlier so people see, can see how good this team this is. This is why I don't feel bad for them. That right why? there. Going the, fact that he, the fact that he thought he had to put that out there, to, like he came back to school for an opportunity. So like like Gene said, you have a bunch of seniors on that team. They ran through their schedule. The way they celebrated that ACC title game, they thought they were in. Only Too bad they're not. That because your quarterback got hurt, even though they were ranked fifth, he got hurt, they won, they put him to fourth, then they win again and dropped them back to fifth. Jory, don't be wondering don't, what are we supposed to do? Jory, don't be that Alabama fan. You don't need to be that person. <laughs> You're that Alabama fan that, that people can't stand when they go, I, I don't care about Florida State, all those senior kids that work their ass off to go undefeated in I their get conference. It, you can, but to go on Instagram talking about I should have broke my leg earlier in the season is a bit dramatic, don't you okay. think? Well, well, what he's saying, no, but what he's saying is because you think I'm the player that makes the difference on why we should be here, I wish you would have seen how good this team could be without me earlier. I wish you could I see them win multiple up. games without me earlier. I now, to be clear, I am. And, it's kind of crazy. Well, Bama was in this situation going. last year. And I didn't do all that Ooh. crying about Bama. Bama. Bama, Bama deserves to be in crying. that position. Bama deserved to be in that position. We deserved it. We didn't play very well last year. So I'm like, y'all hey. lost. They lost. I'm not the one that's. If crying. they went undefeated, they would have won. There were plenty of Bama fans that, that were saying we deserve to be in. And I, I still say, even though none of the committee members will say it, they punished Florida State for TCU last season. That, that's all they needed to say. We saw TCU. We didn't want that with Florida State. That's all they had to say. I would have been like, fine but try to throw in their face that they're a different team without their quarterback is like it's 50 well i'm throwing fire at florida state because them and their cronies are getting on my last nerve it's been two three days shut up we get it's been you're upset 26 hours same difference hush i mean you're gonna get it again when they have to play georgia it's gonna bring up once again that they're not in the playoff, you'll hear it. You'll hear it then. And if one of these teams above them gets blown out in this in the fourteen playoff, Florida State's going to be like, "So y'all thought we were going to get blown out, but Team X got blown out as well." It's not just neither the game Florida will be State a blowout. Fans that are getting on my nerves. I know, I know. It's the Auburn fans that are joining them because they couldn't beat Alabama when it's their fault that Florida State is not in the playoff. Like you said earlier. It's all the other little SEC West people that would have run their mouths and joined Florida State. It's not just Florida State the reason why they're catching all this heat. It's 
them Auburn fans that are getting on my nerve talking about Florida State should have been in there because didn't need it. I'm like, y'all wasn't close to sniffing the playoffs. Shut up. It's like we said, this Auburn did it to himself. Auburn should have beat Alabama. And Auburn, that game against Georgia early on, had a chance to win. They didn't finish the job there. Exactly. Anthony says, are we having a problem when star players don't play in the bowl games? No, because the NT no. so the NCAA is fixing that now. And with the 12-team playoff, they will fix that because you're going to get a lot more star players playing in college football playoff games, which will be bowl games. But the NCAA has made those bowl games irrelevant. They, that's exactly what they've done by making a college football playoff with four teams. Nothing else matters. Do you care if your team wins the Cheez-It Bowl? I don't care. Like or the these Birmingham bowls, Biscuit Bowl. But these, these bowls are irrelevant. And if I'm a star player that's about to go play in – uh, the NFL, I'm, I don't need to go play in the, the pinstripe bowl, like at Yankee Stadium where the friggin' the, there's no end zone and you can run into the wall and break your leg. I'm good. I'm not I'm not about to go play in the uh, uh, to Tostitos Bowl. I don't care. Okay. I do That's their fault. That's their fault. That's the college football's Absolutely. fault. Yeah. Well, can I ask y'all a question? Who do y'all think is going to end up being – the final two teams. I have Texas versus Alabama as my prediction for the national championship. And it'll bring me back to 2009. And I think Daddy Quinn does it again. I think Daddy Quinn Ewers. Here you go. Spanks them Alabama. I'm telling you. I've been on board. Wait, nobody can pick against Alabama? if it. Nobody, we just have to pick Alabama, Jordan? <laughs> no, but y- y'all have picked Alabama three Weeks in a row at a time in this season for us to lose. No, no, no. I picked them not to cover. There's a big difference when you're betting sports. I also picked Alabama to to beat Georgia in the SEC title game. You said it's about time you're giving my team respect. I didn't think they would cover versus Kentucky. I didn't think they would lose to Kentucky. I didn't think they would cover versus Kentucky. And I was wrong, and that's okay. I didn't realize see Jalen Milrow turn into the quarterback that he is until those three games when he went on that run. Because they – and Nick Saban didn't either because he benched him earlier in the season. That was Tommy Reese. Did they bench him? I don't know what they were doing. They were doing the, the whole Bill Belichick musical quarterback thing. And, and Ty Bushner actually transferred to play lacrosse somewhere else. So there's that. The guy that they benched um, him for – I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to see a Texas. I'm ready to see Daddy Quinn lay the smack down again on Alabama. Quinn Ewers, the Xavier Worthy for the Tutty. Look, I, I did an episode like yesterday. I have Texas versus Alabama as well, and Texas gets it done. Wait I think till out of, I think out of the teams in there, Texas is best built to beat Alabama. Wait till January. I'll tell you who's not built to beat Alabama, and that's that's Michigan. If Michigan thinks they're going to be able to run the ball 75 times versus that five-star front. They're not going to bully ball us like they think they are. That's why they looked like that when they figured out they were playing us instead of Florida State. That That's a bad look, too, by the way. That was a bad <laughs> was look funny. on Michigan. That was a bad look. And also someone brought up the video from Mike Leach because I forgot about this one. Talk about this like 2017 about how how is it that they can't figure out a playoff system when you look at 
high school, the FCS, or whatever you want to call it, they've had playoff systems in place with like 24 or whatever, how many teams, and they get it done. But they're at this level with two teams or four. I, I never understood that, and that goes with, like you said, Gene, it's like, if you even expanded it to like a 24 like the second division does, all that does is bring more attention to a lot of these bowl games, like you said. Half of them, I don't know the name of, and most people only care if it's tied to the playoff or it's the team you root for. Like, if BC gets into one, I'll watch it, but then I'll probably turn it off like halftime because I'll be like, when does this even matter? Did you see Oregon is playing against Liberty in a bowl game? Like, are y'all serious right now? Okay, Liberty was undefeated with the worst strength of schedule in the entire country. Oh, I didn't know they that. Played, they, played, they played against, like, your friends. Like, he didn't play against anybody real. Yeah. I mean, technically, that's a matchup that would probably happen in the 12 team because one of those spots. Oh, Oregon's going to stomp Liberty. That's not even fun. Bo Nix has no pressure. He's going to be great. Yeah. Bo Nix is great in games that don't, that don't matter. He's great everywhere outside the SEC. Let's not forget that he flunked out the SEC. Oh, I didn't forget. Me I told neither. people what time it was with Bo Nix. Bo Nix. What was your question, Kyle? We only got eight minutes left. What was your question? Yeah, mine was just about Buffalo. Like, or should we now just start realizing that Buffalo's window closed right after that Chiefs loss in the playoffs? Um. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of the way Buffalo is structured. I feel like as a Patriots fan, you like taking your shots, so I get it. You want to take your Buffalo Bill shots? Yeah, I took a shot at, at the Jets in this episode, too. You Only missed the part where he the, said oh, that. I took, uh, a, I took a minor one at the Dolphins, too. You missed where he said that Jordan Love is finally better than Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> he was waiting I, to I, say I, that I, one. Jordan Love's not better than Aaron Rodgers. He's playing. So I was just saying with the Green Bay situation that Rodgers was part of a problem and then removing him allowed Jordan Love to do what he's doing now. Because I thought like LaFleur got way too much of the criticism with Rodgers choking in the playoffs. I'll still look at that game against Tampa Bay with Brady through the three picks in the first half and Rodgers could do nothing with them. That's why they lost that game. Not the fact that a fourth down near the goal line, they decided to kick a field goal and not have Rodgers throw it. That's not where they lost the game. They lost it in the first half when you couldn't capitalize. Oh, you're absolutely right. They did. Uh, who do y'all like tonight? Y'all like the, the Jaguars to beat the Bengals? Yeah. I want them to tie. I hate both teams equally. I mean, you can hate both teams equally. I'm asking you to pick a winner. And you could say the best team in your division the Jacksonville Jaguars, if you like. Give me the Golden Pony Boys. Listen, I need Trevor Lawrence to give me 16 fantasy points, and I need Calvin Ridley to outscore uh, Christian Kirk. That's all I need. That's what I need to know. Adam, I need... are you serious right now, Adam? Uh, listen, I can't. I, can, I get, can I get one minute to kind of address yesterday's football game, if y'all don't mind? Go ahead. All right. So, San Francisco 49ers kicked the Philadelphia Eagles' ass yesterday. It's very obvious, very apparent. I'm not hiding from that. I've said that. 
from the get-go. And matter of fact, I predicted that San Fran would beat Philadelphia. I've said this on the show multiple times. And that's okay. That Yesterday was San Fran's Super Bowl. They went in there wearing all black. They played us with 10 days rest, and we had three games in 13 days versus at Kansas City, overtime game versus Buffalo. That team was exhausted. We were missing our starting middle linebacker, our backup middle linebacker, but still no excuses. They kicked our ass. But we will see them again, and I promise you that. We will see them again in the playoffs, and the result will be different. You are not bullying us around again. This The Philadelphia Eagles signed Shaq Leonard today. I love that. Bring him bring him to Philadelphia. Let's have a, We have a middle linebacker that can call the game, that can spot out. But I, I do want to call this out real quick. You 40 Weiner fans that consistently keep talking about, last year would have been different if Purdy didn't get hurt. I'm tired of hearing it. The Philadelphia Eagles this year are not the same team that they were last year. They're not. Shane Steichen was our offensive coordinator. We had a lot more players for the Philadelphia Eagles last year than we do this year. It's different teams. It's different years. I'm happy for your 49ers fans that you got to win your Super Bowl in the regular season, and that's okay. You're allowed to be happy about beating the best team in the NFL. By the way, when I checked the standings this morning, I don't know. I still looked at the Philadelphia Eagles, and they were listed as the number one seed in the NFL. So what happened there? I don't. I, the game doesn't get played on power rankings. It gets played on real rankings. And we just went to a gauntlet of a schedule. A gauntlet of a schedule. So y'all can say whatever you want to say about Hurts. Take all your shots at the Philadelphia Eagles that you want. Take them now when you, while you can. We're coming. We will be there. And tell Giants fans to shut up. I don't address that, man. That man, I stopped talking. I mean, I muted the chat earlier. And then y'all talking about Freddie. That man has turned himself into a troll. You talking about a guy that used to have a show, that used to talk to people. He's just turned himself into a troll in the chat. He's always a ghost when his teams lose. And when his teams win or somebody else's team lose, he go in the chat and troll. That's what he does. Do me a favor, Freddie. Have a team. Stand on something. My mother always told me, you either stand for something or you fall for anything. Stand on business. Stand on business. I can't do it with him. <laughs> I think Kyle's on mute. I can't hear him. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can now. hear him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is college football. Yeah, they might have moved the Niners up ahead of the Eagles, but unfortunately it's the NFL and the Eagles are still – the better team and trust me the Niners don't want to see the Eagles in the playoffs that, that's, that's I can't that I can't believe that man just said Jordan Love is better than Jalen Hurts I'm not you watch football I'm not watch football I can't yeah they hate it the haters are strong right now people be hating that's all right I don't mind Look, I can I can sympathize. Patriots went through for a lot of years, and the Eagles are right there. They've been successful. A lot of fan bases are envious. That's all it is. Envy's in, envy is a seven, uh, one of the seven deadly sins. Is ugly on you. Envy looks ugly on you. Shroud. Yes. Shroud. Shroud. Off rip. Shroud. I don't have Kyle Shanahan. Stop it. Okay, Anthony. Yeah. All right, Anthony. Stop. All right. Oh, this is what I mean by people got... saying things that they don't believe. 
I mean, he did put JK, so he, he realized that. But See? Ah, poor Mac. All right, well, oh, I just wanted to check in with y'all. I got to get back to work. But uh, it looks like we're wrapping up. We're at the 90-minute mark. I appreciate everybody tuning in to Cheap Seats, and thank you for hanging with Kyle and Jory, those two hold it down. I was listening to you guys on the way back, so I appreciate everything that y'all do. Um, hopefully, we'll have the whole crew back next week, me and Chase with you two. Um, Kyle, do the damn thing. All right, so like Gene said, you know, we will be back next week, so make sure you tune in. But before you get out of here, like, subscribe, share, follow, all that good stuff. Because got a lot going on on the network. You will not be disappointed. Get your morning started with coffee and sports. Great way to start your day. And then tomorrow you can look forward to, well, you'll see me again on the big three. Hopefully you haven't gotten tired of me. Uh, but yeah, so until next week, this is Cheap Seats. We're out of here. Enjoy the rest of your night, everybody. We're going. Take care, y'all.